Hey, guys. Huh. Check this out. Hello and welcome to Check This Out, a podcast where we take an analytical view of the media that appeals to us as individuals and why. I am Andrew, your host, and surprise, we're doing things a little differently this time around, because with me today is a very special guest and first-time enemy of the show, L. If you would, please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about you. Hello! Uh, yes, I am L. I am a game video game participant. I wouldn't necessarily call, call myself a player or enjoyer of video games. They tend to happen around me. And I occasionally do some podcast-related things, which is it's a little bit weird. It doesn't seem like something's a bit wrong with my head. I can't seem to remember it. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come back to you eventually. Now, for a change, you're the one bringing something to the table that you enjoy and are passionate about. Uh, Could you describe it in your own words? I will attempt to do so. (laughs) Um, Because, by God, it's got a weird way of describing it. Uh, I have brought to you Let the Blood Run Free, which is a very Australian uh, melodrama comedy improv sketch thing. It's a it's like, hell of a descriptor. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you take any of those classic soap operas and mm-hmm. turn up the ridiculousness, like to about twelve, and make it an improvised comedy. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh so I have my prepared list of questions designed to delve a bit deeper into uh why you enjoy this particular show, if that's all right? Oh, yeah, I think I can be can be a bit fast. <laughs> Only a little. All right, question one. Imagine I was someone who knows what media is but has never experienced any. Never read a book, seen a movie, heard a song, anything like that. How would you explain Let the Blood Run Free without comparing it to something I wouldn't have heard of? Let the Blood Run Free is a, a very comedic look into what people think drama should look like. It is very, I guess, now I know why this question's so hard for a lot of people. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, a, I know, it evolved off a, a stage show production. And it keeps a lot of that sensibility with it, despite being a a televised product. So it does have a lot of like loose form to it, although still keeping like some of the production values. So it's theater kid uh, TV. Yeah, it's take someone who enjoys. you know, playing with the props instead of actually doing a play and give them money and say, go do something. 
All right. The, yeah, I I definitely get an, a, a certain impression from uh, from that. Uh, question two. Consider the following scenario. Our positions are reversed, and I'm the guest on your immensely popular and award-winning podcast, which is usually how this show goes, but I digress. Uh, you've just posed that first question to me, and I answered it with your exact words. What stood out to you the most? The fact that it has so many variable descriptors. Like, oh, yeah. It should be at least easier to narrow down into one genre. Except this one isn't. Because it does a little bit of everything? Yeah, it, except without a lot of what would classify it as like a higher rating sometimes. Like there, oh, yeah. there aren't really any sex scenes or anything like that. But it does go out of its way to kind of earn a higher rating than I think it needs. <laughs> well then. All right. Uh, question three. What about this made you first investigate it? Did the advertising pique your interest or a view from someone you know, something else entirely? Uh, this was, I can blame it entirely on my dad. <laughs> he has a, like the very classic British comedy style. Ah, uh, yep. Like I, the I very Python-esque. Uh, just the very, even like the very dry, flat wit. Ah, uh, yeah, that that classic uh, British delivery. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know why he thought this was appropriate then, <laughs> because it seems to be the exact opposite. I mean, how how long ago did you first uh, see this? Uh, would have been the early nineties. Oh, well then. <laughs> because. Uh, let me double check that I've got it. Uh, the original uh, TV run of it ran from August 1990 to January of 1994. Huh. The the stage show was like a few years beforehand, and it's just like, yeah, you, you're doing too well. You need to either move to a bigger theatre or go do some TV or something. I, I suppose I should kind of roughly explain the plot a little bit. Oh, right. There's a plot. For a moment point. there, I thought this was going to be just like completely improvised per uh, per episode. So it, it's set in a hospital, mm-hmm. you know, like medical drama series. Yep, yep. Uh, basically centered around a, a nurse on her first day. Except there's also two doctors that are in love with her. Um, the matron who basically runs the operations has decided that she wants to own the hospital, so kills off the uh, the administrator in oh. basically the first scene. Well then, that's certainly one way to open a series. The, uh, the orderly is in love with the other nurse who is just very obsessed with her own image. And is described as uh, terminally short. <laughs> but then the murder of the invest- the administrator brings along a detective uh, who is trying to inv- like find out what happened with with an axe murderer on the loose. 
who's out to, to just ruin everyone's relationships. Huh. Oh, and so, there's a vampire as well. I beg your pardon? Oh, sorry, a vampire. <laughs> but question stands, uh, how did that, how did a vampire get involved? <laughs> uh, because uh, she ended up getting admitted to the hospital because of low blood pressure. <laughs> oh, wow, that's uh, certainly one way to introduce her. Such you a ha- character. <laughs> you have your your one doctor who is like the utter good guy. Is like, oh, I will save children and you know donate to puppies and all that. Who is literally named Doctor Good. <laughs> and then you have your your other main doctor who is like a very skilled surgeon and all, but wants to sleep around and you know play golf rather than do anything and just climb the chain. Ah, uh, yeah, Doctor Love Child. Oh, that's... And I thought Dr. Good was too on the nose. <laughs> uh, the, the nurse starting her first day is Nurse Pam Sandwich. Who ends up becoming uh, Nurse Pam Sandwich Good. Because <laughs> she gets married. Yep. And then Nurse Pam Good Love Child Sandwich. Because oh. she gets married. <laughs> Again. Yeah, because it's a soap opera. That's what you do. I mean, yeah, fair. It's admittedly, it's been a while since I've seen a soap opera, or at least a good one. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the the matron is matron Dorothy conniving bitch. <laughs> oh wow, that's. I see. By this point. Uh, <laughs> All pretexts of subtlety just goes out the window, eh? Yeah, and she has like extra, like I I think it must be like a foot long nails. Yeah, uh, that like can't to, be healthy. Well, to act like a witch. Oh, yeah, and then she sneaks behind everyone, going sneak, 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 like very audibly. Ah, yes, the cronk approach. Yeah, it, it's just it is. That level of absurdity the whole way through, it starts off like ridiculous and gets worse. So, I'm going to revise my initial impression to instead be something along the lines of a parody soap opera that you would see on like a talk show or Saturday Night Live or something, but played a bit straighter. Would kind that be of, accurate? Yeah, it's like when they were doing the stage show, it was legitimately, uh, we're going to pause the scene right here. Audience members, shout out something for what we'll do next. And they ran with the scene from there, which was weekly for about a year. And it, like, it was continue, like a continuous storyline, so people kept coming back. Yeah, nice. They couldn't exactly do that with the televised version, though, could they? You think so, except it is technically one of the first interactive TV series ever made. Huh. Because when they would release the new episode, they'd have a scene at the end of each episode. It's like, oh, what will happen next? Will Dr. Good save the life of the innocent orphan? You know, like all the, and have yeah. vo- voting options. You could call the phone number and say, yes, I want to vote for this one to happen. Fascinating. 
I don't think I've ever seen uh, a show that ever did that. I, I think the closest I've seen other than this is like Big Brother or something, where it's like, oh, vote for who you want kicked out of the house. Like, oh, yeah, that's like a standard reality care. show type deal. Yeah, exactly. But that's not exciting. That's just drama for its own sake. Oh, I'm, I'm reading like the Wikipedia synopsis and there's so much I keep forgetting. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, because... Uh, I mean, have have you been rewatching it recently? I keep meaning to. I keep like I've mentioned it in passing a couple of times, but it's like so far it's evaded my my focus. Ah, uh, yep, I get you. The axe murderer is Bill Schwartzenham and Eggenberger. <laughs> oh wow, that's uh, that's certainly a name. <laughs> Pam and Dr. Good are brother and sister after they get married and Pam announces that she's pregnant. I'm sorry, what? Because <laughs> it's a soap opera. I mean, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it does like show some graphic type stuff, like not ridiculous. It's still, it's a comedy. Yeah. Uh, they don't shy away from the fake blood and, you know, picking up uh, the person's skull that's in their stomach while the head's still on the table and throwing yeah. it over their shoulder and, you know, trying to revive someone's heart by picking up a fake leg, fake leg and just beating it over the head with them. <laughs> it, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Now you mentioned uh, voting, uh, voting on uh, things to, things that could happen in future episodes, which is an excellent tie-in to uh, question four here. Uh, in some cases, the community surrounding a piece of media is a huge help when it comes to engaging with or enjoying the media in question. As far as you know, is there a recurring uh, or persistent community around this show that you're aware of? What are they like? Uh, as far as I know, I am the only person on Earth who has ever heard of this show. <laughs> the the DVDs are remarkably out of print. Uh, they obviously, you know, fell out of public eye in, what, the 90s? So I mean, no, yeah, that makes sense. It has been added as a historical, like, artifact to the National Film and Sound Archive. <laughs> Because apparently it's a very important piece of Australian media, but no one seems to know it. Hmm. I I imagine there's still some people who were influenced by the original stage production that are doing something. Because you can't be that popular as a comedy act and not have some impact. Yeah. Um, although it was 30 years ago, so... Oh, that's uh, yeah. Just... How how long ago was Monty Python? Oh yeah, excellent point there. Hell, I, I hear some people still think this Shakespeare guy is pretty popular. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy, that old hipster. Or uh, even like you have your you were um, like cash grab piss takes of like uh, Pride and Prejudice and zombies. Oh, I saw Pride and Prejudice on social media 
at the library recently. Yeah. That was it, a hell of a thing. <laughs> some things just have an impact. Yeah. This, I don't think, is one of them. <laughs> I mean, it certainly had an impact on you. Yeah, but I I am a very well-documented freak at this point. Would you please stop being mean to my friend? Never. <laughs> Not until they stop deserving it. <laughs> well, uh... Self-deprecation aside, uh, next question. There are many aspects of media that resonate differently with different people. What about this in particular is, uh, well, your favourite, something something you go back to on a regular basis? There is one scene in particular that is, like, my favourite part of, like, the entire two seasons that it ran. Four mm-hmm. years, two seasons. That's all that ever got. <laughs> wow. Uh, the detective is starting to investigate everyone. Uh, detective Inspector Slabab. <laughs> because his name is spelt S-L-A-B-B. Ah. They, they pronounce the second B separately. So ordinarily it would be Slab. Yes. But... Uh... Not in this case. And he starts investigating Dr. Lovechild, and he doesn't want any part of it and tries to run, just feeling guilty about something in, just generically. He's <laughs> like, ah, oh, you must be the murderer then. So they get into their cars and have a chase scene. Uh-huh. Except they can't afford a chase scene. <laughs> what they do have is uh, scale model electric cars on a racetrack. Oh, no. I see where this is going. So they they have the two actors in a, a cardboard car front with a cardboard steering wheel yeah, like with a green screen, mm-hmm. which is still obviously the, the racetrack, like the, <laughs> the toy yeah. set. Mm-hmm. They didn't even make a real set for the green screen. And it's just them racing, like they're racing each other on this track for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and I think at one point they like, he tries to steer around a flock of sheep, like a herd of sheep. Oh, because no. someone throws toy sheep on the track. <laughs> like you can see someone's hand just unload a handful of sheep toys. <laughs> it's... I, I've said it before. This show is ridiculous. Yeah, definitely something that has to be seen to be believed. I think. <laughs> yes. By <laughs> God. And speaking of seeing, um, following on from the previous question, uh, what part of the show do you think would appeal most to the general public? It, I think it is just the absurdism comedy of it. Yeah, that would make sense based on what you've said so far. I mean, especially even at the time, it's like, well, what was your competition? You were getting a lot of, um, like, a lot of shows from the states. I think yeah. this was. It was a, a little bit too early for like that '70s show and like sitcoms like that. Yeah, um, sitcoms were around before then, but I think the early '90s was definitely a lull in that era. 
maybe? Yeah, it, um, My media studies is a little fuzzy. Uh, let me just double check because there's uh, see, Kath and Kim, which is a very well-known Australian one, uh, ran from 2002 to 2007. Oh, yeah. So, like that hadn't even come out yet. So it's just like this sensibility was on the horizon and I think this gave it an outlet almost. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even know what was the like the vibe at the time of what else was on. Hmm, I wouldn't know either because uh, I uh, I wasn't around for half of it. <laughs> uh, just making me feel old. Okay. Sorry. I mean, so debuting the same year, apparently, Australia's Funniest Home Videos. Hmm. And then it's things like oh, the gardening show, or the Toyota World Sports. You just don't get any any variety, really. Yeah, and I can definitely see how this would be a uh, an elephant in the room, for lack of a better descriptor. <laughs> yeah. It bridges the gap between, like, the, the classic 80s sitcoms, like the Full House or Leave It to Beaver or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then just... Happy cranks. days. And then just cranks up the uh, absurdism. Yeah. But also uh, lets people experience a different view on their way to starting, like, their own stuff in the 2000s and onwards. Oh, yeah. An alternate take on uh, the accepted norms. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, suppose I do give this a shot because of your excellent recommendation, and it turns out to be exactly my jam. What would you suggest I go for immediately afterwards? Doesn't have to be a sequel or even remotely connected, but what would I look for if I wanted more of the same? I don't know if there is anything that is remotely similar. <laughs> uh, I think the closest thing that comes to my mind is Thank God You're Here. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. Which is just, uh, we'll take these improv comedy uh, comedy guys or people and just, here is here is a door. You will be entering into this scene. Just run with it. Ah, uh, yes, of course. I yeah. think I've seen a couple of episodes of that. Yeah, hence the title. It's, oh, thank God you're here. And yeah, they the always scene, open with that one. Yeah, the scene progresses from there. But I think that'd be about the closest. Maybe hmm. some of the Doug Anthony All-Stars shows that came up. Uh, I'm, a, I'm less familiar with those. They're a reasonably well-known like comedy troupe in Australia. Ah, uh, yep. I think it was just the Doug Anthony All-Stars was the name of the show. But if I'm remembering correctly, because this was at least 10 years ago, maybe more, we don't know, don't say anything. <laughs> uh, there was a, a pseudo game show called Don't Forget Your Toothbrush. Oh, yeah, I think that one passed me by. Yeah, it was. it's the same sort of thing where it's just 
fully improvised with the guise of like, oh, this random audience member might win a trip around the world or a trip to the end of the block. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm just going to look it up because this is going to bug me. So, yeah, 1994. So it was the same era, basically. It was basically written off from the first episode. Oh. As a, this is amateur hour, why would anyone ever bother? Yeah, uh, each member of the audience was obliged to bring their passport and a packed suitcase and to arrange a week off work. Oh, yeah, that's uh, quite um, a... Uh... Unless unless they were unemployed or, as was pointed out on a couple of episodes, they didn't care about their jobs. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is certainly uh, a bit of a, da- a downside to being in the audience. Booking a week off work for... A show that you had a chance at uh, taking a week off? Uh, in the final episode of the first series, uh, the host was like, all throughout their first series, was saying, oh, there's going to be a big surprise at the end, like at mm-hmm. the end of the series. Uh, then as the final game was about to begin, it was just like, oh, by the way, if these guys win, everyone wins. <laughs> So they ended up winning, and every single member of the audience on camera cheered, stood up, grabbed their bags, and walked off <laughs> because their flight for Disneyland Paris was leaving in an hour. Oh, good grief! So they got they got a big thing. They got a holiday, but yeah, very short notice. Hmm. I do not think I would be. Uh... <laughs> personally comfortable with that kind of uh... well I mean part of the agreement to be in the audience was that you would have your passport and want to take a trip ah yeah that would do it it's like the um, what's it uh, what's the game show with the big wheel uh, wheel of fortune yeah that makes sense <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yeah, you kind of agree to, oh, you're going to be in the audience. There's a chance you could be called on. Wear your name tag at all times. Hmm. Yeah. It just went a bit further. Yeah, it makes sense. Taking things to the extreme a bit more. Uh, yeah, I think that'd, that'd be my recommendation is, I, I guess, uh, thank God you're here. But the others as well, if that sort of description that I loosely managed to piece together of bits of words in my brain is intrigued oh. you at all. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. um, this one might be a bit uh, unusual for this particular... This next question might be a bit unusual for this particular topic. Uh, Sometimes engagement with a piece of media comes from relating to it in some way. Is there a character you related to at all? And if yes, what drew you to them? Yeah, I think the character I, in hindsight now, have related to the most is the janitor, uh, Warren Cronkshonk. (laughs) 
because he's always portrayed as trying to do the right thing and just constantly getting pushed aside and just being called an idiot. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, weird, huh? Uh, just because he has a faulty uh, saliva gland and keeps drooling everywhere. Well, uh, I guess he wouldn't be out of work. Yeah, it just constantly mopping. That's half the joke. <laughs> but then every time he speaks, he's like, ah, hello. Yeah. He's, well, he's got to get rid of the excess saliva. Oh, yeah, of course. Until like they offer to fix it. And he's like, no, nah, this, this is who I am. Don't bother changing me to suit your needs. <laughs> okay. And now uh, I'm just remembering that like in between each scene, like when they would cut to commercial, it fades over, it, like cross fades to a scene from like a comic book rendition of it. Oh, yeah. And like you can see sometimes they've got like the thought bubbles for what they're supposed to be thinking and whatnot. Oh, that's actually really clever. I like yeah. that. And then it would come back from commercial with a different scene and fade back into the actual scene that looked exactly like the comic book panel. Hmm. Okay, now for another weird one. A lot of interviews getting to know somebody rely on the question of what would you bring with you to a desert island? But that's not this show. What we ask instead is to consider this. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you've got food, water, shelter, all that fun stuff. You've also got a single piece of media and the means to engage with it. And for you, it's let the blood run free. How frequently do you watch it, and how long would it take for you to be sick of it? Ah, uh, see, this is this is a tricky question that everyone else seems to do better with than I will. <laughs> I, I'm sure you'll be fine. I am incapable of re-experiencing a story or something like that too frequently because my brain refuses to let go. Ah, uh, yeah. And and that can affect my enjoyment if I know what's coming too much. Yeah, I, uh, I know that feeling. Um, that happens to me a lot with uh, some of the games that I play uh, like once every year or two. Yeah, see, that would be too much still. Like, one of my favourite books of all time is uh, Needful Things by Stephen King. Mm -hmm. I have read that three times in my life. I see. I cannot go back to it until I've forgotten enough about it to enjoy it again. Ah, uh, yeah. So having this as my only piece of media, it's like, okay, yeah, I am really getting island swole. Sorry, I missed that. I'm really getting island swole because I will not be wanting to watch this again for a while. Ah. And I've got to do something. Right, so. uh, as, as for getting sick of it, it, I think that plays to its benefit then because I'm not going to be reusing it and just wringing out every piece of, uh, every, every drop of endorphins from it. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that'll it'll last me a while, but it's going to be a while between rewatches. Hmm. And eventually, you might even reach the point where uh, it's been a few years, and you still can't like forget enough about it. I exactly. Yeah, I know what that's like. 
and I think I've done a complete like full viewing of the the two seasons twice. Like not not counting the original when I saw it because that was yeah. a little bit uh, scattered. Yeah, that that counts less. Yeah. But it's like sitting down meaning to and actually watching it start to finish I've done twice. Hmm. In years. <laughs> in a certain number of years. <laughs> At the minimum since 1990, because that's when it came out. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> Apparently it was in England as well. Huh. I can't see this going over well in England. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, it didn't last the same amount of time, so I think something happened. Yeah, probably got, if I had to guess, I'd say halfway through the first season, and then there's like, nope, this isn't. From 92 to 95. So same span of years, apparently. No. If this went from 90 to 94. Yeah. But then from, same from number August of years. to January, and ah. then August to January as well. Hmm. So they're cutting off uh, a year. Weird. Oh, right. Yes, I'm bad at math. Well, this is why I write instead of do science <laughs> yeah well i mean i i would do the same but i can't write so <laughs> not yet you can't <laughs> not with that attitude yeah <laughs> right uh that's all the questions i had so thank you for sharing hopefully that's given people a bit more insight into your perspective now before i ruin the show by asking you to switch to a completely different topic it's time for everyone's favorite part a word from our sponsors and today that word is sardonic just kidding of course here we are ah uh, sponsors where would we be without you many places i'm sure oh, just so good aren't they i know right Wait, now, buy several, unless it's the army or the casino, then just don't. Agreed. Uh, or crypto. Fuck crypto. I haven't gotten any crypto ads yet that I know of, but yes, I agree entirely with that sentiment. Don't don't even crypto once. Mm-hmm. Uh, On to a, be- a better note, hopefully. Uh, I hear that you looked into the recommendation from last episode's enemy of the show and self-proclaimed smooth brain, Mia. They spoke with you about walking with dinosaurs. What did you think? It's interesting. Um, it, it, you can definitely see where it has the, like the BBC stylings of a serious documentary. And I... I assume there is enough science behind it that they can feel like they're getting a, like the right stuff out rather than just making things up. I can't imagine how specific they can get. Yeah, that's a very different... Like, I'm somewhat familiar with it myself, and it's definitely a subject that's... Um, that a lot of people wish they could properly research i imagine because mm. uh, a lot of stuff about that time period is very uh, hypothetical yeah and like we know now that it, the, the things they show are quite outdated yeah example sorry such as no i mean like oh. for example the things are very up to, uh, very outdated ah yep i get you 
but it's just like that was accepted at the time and the CGI has definitely not aged well. I don't know if it held up at the time. Oh, yeah. That would... Uh, I think they used a puppet for, like, for one scene in the first episode. And then went straight the, to CG after that. Yeah. And it's like it didn't even last the... Uh, I think it didn't even last the scene, to be honest. Like in the episode. But... Yeah, it's it stands out a lot. Um, it still has the whole, oh, we're going to play the right music at this time to make you feel sympathy when you may not have. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like, oh, the, the hungry dinosaur will go without a meal. Sad violins. <laughs> just like, oh, I didn't care about this guy because he killed someone else, but now I feel bad. <laughs> Yeah, I hate it when they do that. That that just bothers me for several reasons. But we don't have time to unpack all of that. I I can still see it being interesting and fun for children up to a certain age. But yeah, I think I definitely I'm fairly confident I watched uh, a bit of the show when I was a lot younger. It, but not as a, a be-all and end-all. It's definitely a Kickstarter point. Like, if this interests you, go and learn things. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially more nowadays when everyone is just like, oh, well, yeah, no, it's completely inaccurate, but still. <laughs> yeah, they, they could even amend it to like, hey, if this interests you, go learn the real stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I think overall I would give it... Two out of five. Ooh, like it's hurt. still it's still enjoyable to watch, kind of, but it's just like eh, it's a little bit hard going to get past. Yeah, makes sense. Now, before we wrap up this, the final ever episode of Check This Out for this recording session, and first time that I specifically have made that joke. Uh, could you please tell the audience where they might find you online, and if you have anything to shamelessly plug? Uh, yeah, so you can find me online by searching. I know that my name is difficult to find, even though it is very easy to spell. <laughs> uh, I am on Twitter at TrueAntitonic, and I am a cast member on Final Show Films, the actual play podcast series, along with several other people, including um, our mysteriously fine uh, benevolent host, uh, are you on any of the? I can't. I know you're on some of the stream. Uh, yes, I am currently on Lance of the Demon Core. Yeah, I'm not on think... any of the recorded podcasts. Anyway, uh, nope. I think I'm just on Demon Core for uh, the stuff that we put out there. We should get you in more stuff. Yeah, you're cool uh, and fun to be around. Oh well, thank you, and you as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and with, and with that yourself oh oh right yes of course i am new to this podcast so yes uh you can find me on twitter at uh writer raven underscore and on twitch.tv slash writer raven where i've been streaming final fantasy 14 recently uh beyond that uh as previously mentioned i am on uh final show films every once in a while um currently only on the 
actual player Lancer game, but always on the lookout for other opportunities. Uh, and with that, I am Andrew. Hey, Bill. And this has been Check This Out, a podcast of media positivity. And remember, people who live in glass houses show a lot to their neighbours. Mm-hmm.